This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Thought she was slick. How long gone? Beautiful Thursday in New York City. I'm at my command center here in Lower Manhattan. Jason, how are you? Just came home from the gym. One of the last few gym sessions mm-hmm. before I take off to go to Italy. I'm actually getting married soon, so <laughs> won't be able to do that. Yeah, I like that you're. Um, I, I like that you're kind of cramming them in. I just want to let you know it's not going to like do any good, but it, I know it's good for your mental. Well, so that's I've, I've, I mean, found, I've been super busy, so it's been hard for me to get over to the gym. You know, so many little things, and and life will also get in the way, not just mm-hmm. hashtag wedding life. I know. But um, I have found time to do the bulking part of it. Okay, so okay, so you okay, okay. I've really so. I've been chowing down <laughs> lately. I've noticed. I think it might be a trend. This is a new thing. I think if people have anxious, uh, you know, anxiety, you could call it stress, anything like that, it makes you like eat more than normal. Have you heard about this or noticed I've, this? I've heard about that. I have heard about that. But if you could tell me more, that would be great. Well, it's it's been a tough week because uh, when it rains, it pours. And now that I'm an influential person, I get sent a lot of free food. So oh, we have, you know, so every day, I mean, I'm always, I'm always on my bullshit. I'm buying a whole Mary's organic chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm salting it overnight and I'm boiling it with aromatic vegetables and making delicious, you know, collagen rich bone broths and making soups and eating boiled chicken breasts, just packing on the lean protein. So healthy. And then, uh, and then you know, brands will be like, "Hey, we're sending you this," and, and like a, a restaurant here in LA, Kismet, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna send over like a, a, a chicken dinner for four to your house today, just because you're a rock star." And I said, "I can't say no to that." So, uh, and also HelloFresh, a beautiful meal delivery service that we might be yeah. working with. They sent they sent over a week's worth of food for two, and I'm I'm leaving town in you know three days, four so you days. Got it. And you don't like to waste. That's part of that's part of your whole thing. No, You're- I would never because my yeah, I live in a European lifestyle. It's called Europing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like a new thing that's <laughs> happening. Or you could call it Europe maxing, or I'm in my Europe era. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I have to go to the market every day and smell the persimmons, see what's fresh. I would never, of I don't course, even have an course. ice box. I don't even know how microwaves work. So you, I like that you said ice box too, like it's the 1980s. <laughs> I, I'm, I understand where you're coming from, but I mean, you have to resist that those, you had suits custom made, and I would hate for you to be busting out of those, you know. I think the op- I'm worried. I'm worried about the opposite. I'm trying to fill it out more than uh, mm. I'm not worried about busting out of it. Okay, you're not worried about busting for once in your life. That's good to know. <laughs> I mean, any anything yeah, yeah, yeah. anything could happen. But I would say let's put down the fork. Uh-uh. Let's pick up the water jug. You know what I mean? I I can't. How excited are you to blast cigarettes in Toscana? I'm gonna be there with my mommy. I can't smoke in front of my mommy. 
I mean, I can, but I won't be able to enjoy it. You, I think you'll probably end up getting away with one or two in this. I mean, I'm sure this massive villa has plenty of space to hide like a teenager. <laughs> you know? I love the idea of sneaking off for a SIG at a fucking villa that I spent. I don't. I mean, I guess I didn't spend it, but a, per, a nice person spent. <laughs> Look, I had to buy some. I, a weekend where a lot of money is being spent. And I and I still can't smoke in front of my mommy. I mean, you're going through it too. I'm oh. sure you got to sit and coach. Is that what I heard? I mean, I'm I'm trying to rectify that, but because of because of um, actually having a life and not buying a plane ticket a year in advance, like some people, um, <laughs> there were no there were Damn. no uh, come from my fiance. Why don't you? <laughs> there is no first class seats left on the on the Delta flight from uh, drag JFK her across the tarmac <laughs> to Rome. But I'm but luckily my diamond status it does it does allow for some advancement. So. I'm kind of working the phones. Okay. What um did like you, it's did a, you like get... it's a nineties telethon. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my best. You have I have a crack team. I got twelve interns from yeah, Bangladesh yeah, just yeah. cold call in twenty four hours. Rolling. So I went on when you get an email, you know I went on Fiverr. <laughs> I picked up some uh some uh upgrade developers. <laughs> yeah. Full yeah, stack I went on Fiverr. I, um, I, I blew a bag. I blew when, a bag. When Delta, you know how Delta will email you like, get ready for your upcoming trip. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm yes, talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, when yeah, when you're course. sitting in um, in 56B, what, what do they email you about the meal choice? Did you go kosher, veggie, pulled pork? I'm not, What's it going to be? I'm not eating any of that nasty shit anyway, so it doesn't really <laughs> make a difference. But I, I didn't open that email because I don't even want to know what they're trying to kind of pitch me in there. But don't worry. I, Chris Black doesn't. <laughs> Look, Chris, well, they're pitching. Hey, hello, sharks! I've got a <laughs> chicken cacciatore. Look, Chris Black doesn't lose, bro. I ain't losing. Okay, we don't lose. If I'm having to schlep to fucking this god awful country for four days, three days, three days, three nights, four days, I'm gonna make sure to do it in the lap of luxury. And uh-huh, uh-huh. if if I can't, you know who's got hell to pay, and it ain't it, it ain't me. It's it's, <laughs> it's TJ. And luckily, yeah, our listeners. I, I have a feeling that my tight little white ass is gonna feel the business end of your. Uh, Wall Street Journal rolled up, won't it? <laughs> no, that's yeah. You're like a bad dog, <laughs> Jason. Go fetch the Financial Times. You know what time it is. That's I'm, that's I am that's the <laughs> your version of it getting the switch. Exactly. Well, I'm not doing great because I did just drop off all of my dry cleaning, and it's I'm gonna I'll I'll just kind of take it out of your your salary. It's just it's a little high. I'm paying dry cleaning now. Yeah, you're paying dry cleaning. Yeah, you're paying dry cleaning. Well, I mean, it's just there's multiple. You, you're having multiple events at this at this wedding so i need multiple looks and my neckties have to be steamed and you know it's like a whole thing you know when you say multiple mm-hmm. we know two is technically more than one but that's, there that's are right two. that's a multiple that's a multiple look it's not a chris night. chris you know you know that the welcome pizza rehearsal dinnerette is very casual dinnerette. you don't need dinnerette. to steam your necktie <laughs> don't say dinnerette to make it sound more casual <laughs> it's so casual i don't even know if we have plates it's so loose i made up a word for it it doesn't even make sense <laughs> um but no that i i'm i'm no i'm i'm getting excited i guess is a word you could use but i've got a lot you know i got a lot going on um and i, I went to a um i'm getting excited is a phrase somebody who is excited would say in this situation exactly it's like that's funny <laughs> you know instead of laughing you just say that's funny but we're that's i, really I went to i went to uh an event last night um for uh our friend Callan and and her business partner uh, launched a sunglasses brand called Thistles, um, and it was like a very. I, whoa, I honestly, wait, wait, wait. I, what's what's it called? 
Thistles? Th- that's his name. Yeah, his name is Thistle. T h i s t l e. They're they're actually very nice sunglasses, and they even look good oh, on wow. me, which is rare. But I went to this the event. Uh, the braised thistle with rabbit at horses is to die for if it's in season. That's one of that's one of the best. It's 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 market price, so it's looking like forty eight this week. But <laughs> it is forty eight. Yeah. Okay. So thistle just launched. A thistle launched. The sunglasses are great. The campaign is like very cool. It's like super. So I, I go to this party last night, and I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I was I was preparing myself for a they them festivity. You know, I, I was preparing myself to stick out like a th- sore thumb because I am binary. Cop Chris is giving cop. Cop Chris is giving cop, but it was it was a really great party. But they had one of the you know the the famous Layla Gohar spreads. You know, so it was the oh. it was the giant pieces of focaccia, some uh, I believe mortadella, um, some cheese, obviously some butter, and of course radishes. Um, and yeah. You know, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's, I love seeing this. You know, I love, I love the goharfication of downtown New York. I think it's, I, I think it's amazing. And, but then I saw people eating it, and I was like, oh, I didn't know people actually ate this, and and because people, <laughs> people were making little sandwiches, and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of, this is kind of makes sense now. I, I didn't see it that way before. I saw it <laughs> more as, I saw it more as art, not like a kind of create your own sandwich bar. But these motherfuckers, oh, guys. Were, they, they were going firehouse <laughs> subs mode. You know, all all these downtown freaks were just tearing off a piece. They had scissors to cut the focaccia. They were layering a nice slice of cheese in, dropping the mortadella on top, folding it in half. And it was almost like we were in Italy. That's what. That's what. Okay. It was crazy. <laughs> so you. So you're saying. Let me back this up a little bit. You're saying you saw a spread of charcuterie so artistically stunning. That the thought of dis- dismantling this masterpiece and eating it is asinine, but you saw some people that had so uh, such little restraint and self dignity and self worth that they couldn't resist and they had to rip in and tear open a nice piece of mortadella. Well, you know how it is. I mean, you know how it is. It's meant to be eaten, but you know, at these at these kind of events, all these hot, you know, skinny people, they don't want they don't want to be seen eating. No, no, no. You know, that's crazy. But the maybe maybe the tide is turning and it, you know, these these events often happen at dinner time. Sure. You know, so oh, yeah, it's like, I, I've never I always eat before I go to servos. I, I try to eat after. Um but I, I also got a uh, friend of the show Sam Hine introduced me to the um current toast of downtown, um, depending on who you're talking to, the dare. Um, yes, who, yes, yes. I had a nice conversation with this good-looking speaking, young man. And I, speaking of getting dragged across the tarmac, poor guy is getting a little <laughs> some rough ink on Twitter lately. I have to say, he seemed. I, I think that record deal really was a million dollars because that motherfucker seemed unbothered. Yeah, I'm sure. In a way that is 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 refre- like just really refreshed me. I have to say. You know, like mm-hmm. you get the five point eight on Twitter, and you're laughing all the way to the bank. You got a couple tens on your arm. The bank account's looking like seven fifty after you pay the lawyer and the manager. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it could be worse. But it, it is. It's yeah. crazy how it's it's really interesting how divisive this album has become. This EP, this one song, really has become because I feel like we were saying this in the group chat. I feel like it's it's getting dragged by people our age who lived through it the first time and probably were like. Hot Hot Heat is actually sick, though, you know? So I'm, like, a little bit, like, I think it's really funny because it, it, it doesn't seem like 
I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm like, is that fair? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it fair to have a 42 year old man who, who like positively reviewed hot, hot heat and chick, chick, chick <laughs> to now shit, to now shit on the new version of that? I guess that's how it goes. I just, I was just thinking of it because I'm not listening to it. It's not for me, but the way it's like getting people so mad, it's almost like, it's almost like he's dating Maddie Healy. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, and some people are saying, you know, the the music is not nearly as bad as, like you said, the forty two year olds trying to say, you know, this is some freaking bullshit, whatever. It's not real, but I, I have a feeling that this is probably the the nicest. Like he he released this record in the most forgiving time of of human existence and music critique. He, I mean, like back in you know, yeah. if he was doing this in the in the eighties and you know, Rolling Stone is going to write a review about it. It's going to be giving. It's going to be giving a lot more venom than whatever is happening nowadays, because everything back then was like, oh, we're rehashing music from the '70s or the '60s or whatever. Like this is just blah blah blah. Sure. So yeah. people are going to people are going to be mad that it doesn't sound like the first version of whatever it is for you know since the dawn of time and forever. And you know, really talking about it seriously like that, especially a record about just like come. It just makes you look old. Like you, you should be doing something. Like go start a family is usually what people leave on my uh, Instagram comments when I say something that's too old. And I tell them I have a, a very, two you? very lovely dogs. Thank you very much. You're like I'm a I'm a dog father, uh, and I think that's important too. Yeah, I just think it's 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 without me they die. It's amazing. Not because of me. It's amazing how up in arms people are. But he's playing a couple shows in L.A., which I, I'm sad to miss because I kind of want to see it now. I'm like I'm I, I guess what. I'm saying is after chatting with him I am very interested in seeing the show because he's up there alone and I'm like don't you want a band and he was just like bro that shit's expensive <laughs> you know why? what I mean why? And I'm like What's the point? I'm like damn I'm like I guess he's yeah I guess if like you don't need one if you're not opening for you know somebody big and you got to fill the stage out I guess that's why not but I'm I am intrigued I'll say that I don't I don't want to listen to it on my Apple uh device but I do want to see it live you know sure um because i think i, I want to see uh you know girls in big sweaters and american apparel tights just losing their minds uh we do have a guest big today sweaters. uh we do have a guest today uh she's on vacation constantly uh she's a comedian um she 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 was supposed to join us a couple weeks ago but her um five-star resort in mexico uh the wi-fi quote unquote didn't work uh camera was off who knows where she was <laughs> Um, <laughs> Mary Beth Verone is here to join us, a fellow podcaster, a fellow, a fellow podcaster, member of our of our dear media familia. We love those girls and guys over there. Yeah, maybe, uh, and I, she, I think she's a really funny person and a really good podcaster. And we were recording with her, and the connection was so bad that I had to call it, uh, like Nurse Jackie. <laughs> I'm saying, sorry, we got to call this one <laughs> because uh, I can't, I can't, you know, it, it was not giving her the respect that she deserved as a content creator. So we have her here. No, she's too, she's too, she's too quick. The Adderall is hitting too hard. She wants to go tit for tat with TJ and Chris, and we have to give her that opportunity. We have to give her the respect. We support female creators, CEOs, yeah. et cetera, on this show. So let's give let's give Mary Beth the floor and let her kind of explain herself. Does that sound good to you, Jason? Let's do it. Hey, Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor 
who use your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you, and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance, located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash howlong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by nutrafol as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health Uh oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels and most importantly grows nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress hormone fluctuations and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. I you know I've seen I've seen your billboards kind of all over LA so I knew that I knew that you were going to come correct and I I didn't have time to get a blowout before this podcast but it looks like you might have so thank you for that. Here's what's going to blow your mind. This is how my hair dries naturally. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay, so this is you, so how, how do you sleep? Do you do you braid when you sleep and then uh, do a reveal or this is just oh natural. I showered this morning. I brushed it. And this is this is what I get. Mm -hmm. But I, I did want to look nice for you guys because I feel like this this has really been like years in the making at this point. Years, way before we even started the pod. This is pre COVID. Before yeah, we I've, started the pod, <laughs> you are you are somebody that I've talked to in private um, to Jason about being like, <clears throat> wow, who does this chick think she is? She's kind of like, oh, give me a call back in six months and we'll like sort <laughs> it out. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Cause, cause not that you're not high profile, you are, and I love you, and I think you're very funny. But you know, I just think there's there, you know, you you were kind of flexing on us, or is that just your life is that busy? I am in London all the time, and so it's really hard to schedule with people who are in LA, and then I have to reschedule things, and then I feel bad. As you saw, we had to reschedule this several times. So then I feel bad rescheduling, and then it was just like, okay, let's just like 
let's table this for now and we'll revisit. But what I really wanted to do was sort of build this anticipation okay. so that I could be considered the most sought after guest of <laughs> okay. all time. Okay. And I think I did it. Yeah, yeah. The the fee the edging, I'm I'm saying, please, ma'am, I can't take any more you have to you have to come on the I pod. didn't want to call it edging you, that those are your words not mine but that was obviously the intention Question for you you spend so much time in London how come you said scheduling instead of scheduling <laughs> Because I never forget where I came from which is Connecticut No you're fucking right oh, That's great Let's I love Now you spend a lot of time in London Jason and I are known London lovers and anglophiles Really um, but you took it you took it a step further and you've kind of um, begun to have sexual intercourse with an Englishman. I have sex with one, yeah, and not. I mean, who's to say it's just one? Okay, okay. I, I don't <laughs> want to limit you. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Do that. I, I'm a, hopefully your boyfriend is to say. Yeah. Well, you know, we have a deal, and um, <laughs> I can't reveal. I can't go into specifics, but it's girls only. I get to watch. I'm right. Is that what it is? Have you? Is he British? He's British. He's homegrown British. Okay, so you got a home. You got your own Hugh Grant. Is the cuck chair on the right side of the room or the left side over there? <laughs> Depends what hotel we're in, honey. Copy that. Copy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so let me let me ask. What is your? So have you? Has he introduced you to some British customs? Maybe that have blown your mind. If you had to try some of the nasty food, does he make you listen to you know like take that or anything? Or is it pretty? Is it pretty normal? It, I would say it's pretty standard. I've definitely had a lot of British cuisine at this point, and I don't want to start shit. So I'm just gonna say I've had it. <laughs> Some of it I've liked. <laughs> okay. Some of it I haven't. Like any, like any dining, like any dining experience. Some is good. Some is bad. That's exactly. just how it is. Okay. I reckon that's exactly. fair. Exactly. Now, when you when you like hang out with, I imagine you've met his parents and all that kind of stuff. Are they like bum that he brought home this like American chick? Or are they like this is a nice foreign broad for you? Well, when I met them, I just apologized for the war, and I feel like <laughs> they really appreciated seceding. that. Just saying, like you know, off top, <laughs> off top. Let's get this out of the way. Like I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that. that that happened. I wasn't there, mm. but I know it was hard for everyone. <laughs> um, what with the snow and like all that stuff. Um, but that really like sort of set up that we just had this like two way communication. So if there's ever tension, mm -hmm. we just talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, what they discuss privately when I'm not there about bringing home a Yankee, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think that we've really like. We've got a good thing going now. And he comes to America. He came to Thanksgiving. That was huge. Oh, wow. Okay. Massive. So he came to Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is a, obviously a tainted, disgusting holiday that we shouldn't celebrate anymore for a ton of reasons. Oh, yeah. My favorite reason is right. that the food is awful. It's almost as bad as British food. I feel it. Do you disagree, Mary Beth? I disagree. You you, you kissed your mother with that mouth, <laughs> Chris. You don't. Your 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 fat ass doesn't like I a mashed know, potato. I don't even know what you're not say. even a mashed tater, Chris. Come on. My mother. My mother is a great American, and she does celebrate Thanksgiving every year in a traditional in a traditional way, and I respect that for her. But I stopped going home for Thanksgiving years ago because I was like, the food's disgusting, and I'm not going to celebrate this. I'm not. I don't want the blood on my hands. Mm -hmm. Wow, who hurt you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how far you want to go back with the presidents. I only know <laughs> I don't really. I'm not that good at it, but I just I find it interesting that people. Jason doesn't even like that food. And Jason will eat anything. He's like a pig. I'm a Native American ally. Totally. I mean, is this why you brought me on <laughs> to make me say that I'm pro Thanksgiving? I'm pro Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is, this is our Thanksgiving episode. We re we record them super far in advance. I swerved on you guys with the scheduling, and now you're gonna make me look like I'm like America first because I like Thanksgiving. Yeah, this pussy grabs back. 
Swerved on your ass now, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> I, I walked right into this. No, it's okay. No, no, it's let's okay. get into some okay. let's get into some some stuff going on. I had some questions for you beforehand. Let me see if I still have them somewhere. Oh yeah, you you're you're um you're you're, you're a big you're a big thing that you're into is is taking pride in your work. And I think Chris and I both <laughs> agree uh, with that a whole lot and I was wondering if you could shed a few more words on that platform and we can kind of ping pong from there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair to say that I'm a huge proponent of taking pride in your work. I think taking pride in your work is contagious. <laughs> so if you see someone taking pride in their work, it might make you inspired to take pride in your work. I just feel like people are getting a little messy. They're getting a little sloppy, some of the people. But I always <laughs> want to put a positive spin on everything. I'm totally like solution-based. So I think we all just need to take a little bit more pride in our work and just deliver things that we're proud of, you know? And I just don't see that. I really don't see that, especially, I mean, I hate to say it, but especially on social media, I don't see people I don't see people putting out like the, their best. Yeah, and I can tell. Okay, when you wh when you say sloppy, they're getting sloppy. It's it kind of sounds like I work at a Burger King and you're my yeah. manager and you're telling me like if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. <laughs> do you mean physically, literally sloppy, or do you mean that in a metaphorical, overarching sense? I just think people aren't like QCing their work. They're not like making sure that it's yeah perfect. They're not got it. And when you're okay. when you're QCing, yeah, when you're working with people collaboratively. You, you need to count on the fact that they're doing their side of it as well. So mm -hmm. I just feel like we could all do a little bit better. And if you have a job that you hate, that's obviously totally different. But if you have a job in the arts where you chose your field and you are out here trying to create, make a name for yourself, I think you need to take pride in your work because if you don't, then like literally who will? Literally who will? Mm. Yeah. Jason, do you, do you think whoever I pay who takes more pride in the work, Jason, me or you? The answer is me, me, obviously. But I mean, Chris, can you can you take pride in your work if your job is isn't real though? Um, if you're I'm, not doing any work. It's interesting that you say that, but I think the way that I live life, and I say that as a podcaster, I'm aware of that. I, the way that I live and approach life is art, and I think that's right. something that <laughs> people have told me before, and I kind of it stuck with me. But I do feel like maybe just the way I go throughout my day and the way I approach things, the way I speak, the way I embrace my peers, it feels art. <laughs> it feels intrinsically artistic. I would say. Okay, so you don't you don't invoice brands for labor in exchange for labor. You're sort of getting artistic grants from different resources. <laughs> I, yeah, I get artistic grants from major corporations. It's not something that a lot of people. <laughs> it's not something that a lot of people are kind of aware of, but it's something I kind of figured out. Um, and I'm I, look done to death projects. How long gone? We're not a five hundred one c three corporation. We're for profit. I just want to be very clear. Yeah, of course. Um, and of course. We're anti-sustainability. We're anti-invite. Like we, we we have a lot of kind of rules that we play by over here. Um, mm -hmm. But Jason, I don't look. I don't. It's it's just the way that I do things is a little bit different. And some people like it, and some people don't. And it feels like maybe you don't like it that no, much. No, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about pride. I'm sensing some internalized podcaster phobia from Jason. To be honest podcaster phobia like i'm afraid of podcasts yeah if you're not embarrassed to be a podcaster you're embarrassed to be a podcaster exactly oh no i'm not we all are are you not i, I don't comment on that <laughs> i don't i don't comment on that publicly <laughs> no no i love being a podcaster i think that i'm good at it and i like it and and i'm it's cool that i get to have that as my job 
I don't, I don't, I don't shy away from it the way other people might. Of course. It sounds like you guys have a lot in common. Well, I guess you're an actress, and that's something that Jason still has yet to break into. But I think he, I think when he's ready to cross the picket line and get in a little mini room, you know what I mean, in the near, in the near future, mm. I'm pushing him to do that. And he seems Chris, you you keep bringing up mini room. What is that? Mini room. I, I learned this recently because a mini room is like it's like a the crack team to use your word. They put together like ASAP because we have like a week or two weeks to get something done versus you know seven months well to, to get a tv show written yes, specifically yes, to, yeah. to write a tv show okay so they that's like the wrecking crew we call these people in they're the fucking yeah. bam they're gonna get the job it's like oceans 11 for writing a sitcom exactly we call these six guys that could lose 30 pounds that carry trader joe's totes and we sit them <laughs> in a room and give them some snacks and laptops and let them go they're crazy. not all guys chris come on no the bad ones are though um i had a question about your podcast it seems to be heavily influenced by charlie xcx's song vroom vroom would you care to speak on that more they're actually totally separate entities. <laughs> I know. But obviously, obviously it's it's, you know, I've been influenced by the work of Charlie XCX ever since Pop 2. I was a fan before that, but then Pop 2 sort of changed everything for me. Pop 2 is her kid A, right? I agree. Probably, with that. It's probably my favorite album of all time, and I feel like she's influenced me in so many ways creatively as well. And she's a really wonderful person. So I have no problem with my podcast evoking thoughts of Charlie XCX for sure. Okay. okay, good. Yeah. We're both big fans as well. We loved it. It's, it's Charlie. Yeah, baby. And I know she, did, I know she did the pod. She did. Charlie she baby. did do the pod. I feel like she should do y'all's pod too, because I think you guys would all flow very well. Well, you guys have really mastered the having guests on some episodes and not having guests on others. We are a little bit afraid it might like mess up the vibe if we bring a guest on. You're too good for guests is what you're saying. Look, you keep twisting my words. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different style of podcast, but I think we, we try to walk the line in between the two where it's not like a Mark Marin has somebody on and it's like, what's your story? Where'd you go to school? When did your dad rape you, et cetera? And, and we just kind of get into it and be like, boom, horses is this and right. blah, blah, blah. And here's a story I read about Ozempic. And, and you just hop into the... The, the double Dutch jump rope is already zooming and you just plop right in is, is, a, is, is the style that I think you guys should adopt as well. Like I just saw Adrian Brody DJing while smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about that and I don't need to ask I you. I have no thoughts about that. When you discovered <laughs> comedy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did you first know that you were funny, <laughs> you know? Uh, what, what, is the, what is your recording? I feel like you're, you guys are kind of sporadic with your posting. Or am I? Or am I wrong? Or maybe your your lives are so crammed and busy, and leaving me on red when I'm asking you for scheduling that you just don't have time to record, even at the beautiful Dear Media Studios, full of hot chicks and snacks. Like, what's your excuse? We literally, I came from Dear Media. I almost did this podcast from Dear Media, but we finished early, so I came back to where I'm staying, my beautiful friend Carrie's house, and I said, I'm going to use the Wi-Fi here because I know. It's going to work. Carrie got that good Wi-Fi. We, we batch record. So that's a little peek behind the curtain. We batch record episodes. And we did, yeah, we, I mean, the thing is, as I said before, when we recorded, but it's the lost tapes, I don't live in LA. Right. So we have to record when 
I'm here. It's funny because, you know, Jason and I are never in the same place and we seem to get it done. It's no problem. You just buy a little gear, a couple hundred dollars, you know, and you're good to go. But I understand that maybe the chemistry isn't the same if you, if you guys aren't in the same room. We've done re- remote recordings. Our last podcast was almost entirely remote, but I think we just have a better flow. We just have like a really good energy physically together. It's just like we're excited and you can really feel that more when I'm just looking at him on like a screen at a separate studio, it just doesn't feel as good. No, I understand It's that. like podcasting with a condom on. Exactly. Well, yeah, I was going to say FaceTime sex versus having sex in person. Right. They're both fun. They're just different. First of all, I wanted to ask you, what what is it like going through life as a double double namer? How is, how is that, how's your life changed as being a double namer? I thought you said this wasn't going to be like Mark Maron, but <laughs> this feels... It like does. you're asking me the really tough question. I heard it. I heard it as soon as it came out of my mouth. I am so sorry. No, I, I think it's good. It's good to talk about profound things like having two names. <laughs> I'll, ed- I'll edit that out, by the way. Don't try me. No, I like it. <laughs> I'm just everyone, everyone always thinks I'm being sarcastic when I'm not, but it's fine. Okay, good. Um, just know that everything I'm saying on this podcast is deadly serious. So my name is Mary Beth. It's two words. There's a space between no dash. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people ask me, what's your middle name? And the truth is that my first name is Mary Elizabeth. So I actually don't have a middle whoa, name. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jason, you just busted this wide open. This is an exclusive. I wanted to give you guys some exclusives. So thank you so much for asking. I just wrote a check my ass couldn't cash is what happened right there. Yeah. <laughs> what, where do you think this name stems from? Because it feels old world. Are your parents kind of like 1700s type? They're very old world. Well, they were both born in the 1700s, but that doesn't seem, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't age them. No, that's Europe core. It's Europe core. <laughs> yeah, that is Europe core. Well, I am named after my mom's best friend. So I have five older siblings. A lot of the names are family names. And then my mom was like, Let's go with like a, a bestie on this one. Mm-hmm. Do you have freak? Are there some freaks in the fam with like weird names or is it all kind of ripped straight from the Bible? It is the most American names you could possibly think of. It's James goes by Jamie. Victoria goes by Vicky. Pamela goes by Pam. Mm. Get, you're going to freak out. Gregory <laughs> goes by Greg and then Thomas, but we call him Tom. <laughs> yeah i am losing it. okay i mean we had yeah we sort of had like the party house too because we had a a wraparound well we had a porch we have a porch my parents live in the house i grew up in so there was some mischief going on with my older siblings and then we sort of grew into that role but um we have a we have a great house i love my parents house and if they ever try to sell it i'm gonna threaten suicide so okay yeah keep you gotta keep in the family well you are you gonna inherit this porch once when you're when your 1700s parents die no she's last in line i don't know what's gonna happen i think what i want to happen this is my plan and you have to speak in things you have to speak things into existence what i would like to do is one of my siblings and i buy the house together and then my parents live there and we can like hire someone to like take care of them as they grow older and then eventually like it'll still be the meeting place for all of us and then eventually like one of us sort of like takes over that's the that's the hope that's me getting a little earnest okay. with you guys so this you just described succession but for the connecticut house which i would rather watch <laughs> than like a media mogul you know what i mean well it's gonna be a lot more dramatic and there's a lot more at stake so there's a lot more at <laughs> stake i can already tell i can i can tell that just by like 
hearing your voice, there's a lot more at stake. Yeah, I take it seriously. Mary Beth, I was I was listening listening to your most recent episode of your pod ride, and you were mentioning uh, a song that I also enjoy, Zed's Clarity. Oh, I actually DJed God. last weekend, and I played that song to fanfare. That song is. It's just one. I'm sure it's one of the best songs ever made. You are, yeah. I'm, I'm positive of that. But you mentioned the first time you heard it was in a Soul Cycle class, and you said Parker was playing it. Do you, Not Chris, Parker. Do you think this is we? That's we have my a mutual OG. friend in Parker, I believe. Parker. Parker's the only good. He's the only Soul Cycle instructor. I've taken classes all over the globe. He's the only one with good taste. He has. He's the, the only best one that ever played good music. Music. It's like I love when when I can sing along to the songs that gets me like hype. Same. So when he'll play like Charlie, Caroline Polachek, he's always like Pink Panthers. You know, he really is like mm -hmm. he's just so good at curating the whole like vibe of the class. And then yeah, I was an early Soul Cycle rider. This was so long ago, but I, it was at Union Square, I believe. And I was just like, holy! I mean, my mind was blown when I heard this song. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I some friends of ours they were playing poker at Zed's house a couple days ago, and he sent me. I, I I can send you the listing for his house if you want to check it out. I would love to so see. It's, a, it's actually a, it's like a pretty stunning, well appointed fifteen million dollar house in the valley here. But he deserves it, and I think he made every single fucking dollar of that because of clarity most of the dollars of his entire life came from clarity for sure like 95 percent um but he he was playing a like a boss's poker you know where you like play poker and then you do like a cold plunge in between hands and like do push-ups or whatever ellie is so disturbed <laughs> that's right that is fucked up okay I well here's never heard the that, real Jason. fucked up info the buy-in for this poker match 25 dollars. what's what's even the point you know what i mean well it means that for Zed's listeners at home mary beth is stunned Jaws on the floor. I my jaws on the floor. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Because you're a known poker chick, right? Oh, I love poker. I'm like Full House, Royal Flush, like the the works. All of it. Whenever <laughs> yeah, I'm playing works. poker, I say I say, give me the works. <laughs> <laughs> give me the works. I don't, guys. I think it's because Zed isn't good at poker, but he wants to make friends, so he hosts this game at his nice house to make people come over and have fun. I think that's. I think that's why the bottom is so low. Or Zed is incredibly inclusive. I won't have you disparaging Zed on the podcast. This isn't even my podcast, but I swear, do not disparage Zed on this podcast. I will. I will hang up right now. My <laughs> Wi-Fi will get bad real quick. No, we're we're not we're not Zed hating. Good. I like Zed's output, and it's funny. I'm just experiencing some mild Zed jealousy. Oh, that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a as a fellow DJ. Oh, you're experiencing it for you right now. Mm -hmm. Oh, in real time, honey. Okay. Well, you could be the next Zed, you know. Unfortunately, I'm looking to be the next Joe Rogan. The, the rest is still unwritten, Jason. I think, Jason, it's possible that you've maybe done better with the ladies than Zed. Honestly. Yeah, I've never had to pay for sex, so... That's a little feather in my cap. <laughs> Wait, where do you DJ? I want to come and dance to Clarity by Zed. Well, I I rarely play nowadays. I used to play a lot more. This was at a music festival in LA last weekend or the weekend before. Was it, Chris? Two two was, weekends who, ago. Yeah, two, two, yeah, two weekends it was two ago. Weeks ago. Um, I'm playing in New York for a friend's store opening uh like mid-july but oh. i'll usually just kind of sparingly dj little things here and there but it's usually you know music for the 
for the G's and the G's. That's all we really want. We're pushing him, though. We're pushing him to get back into it more. There's a lot of offers coming in that we're fielding. Totally. Yeah, now that our podcast has taken off, I'm getting more offers to DJ, and then we do live shows, and then I'll DJ the after party for it. So it's it's a nice little side hustle, my original life and goal and dreams. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that narrative. Same. If you if you love something, you let it go, and you see if it comes back. Yeah, that's that's what DJing for you. And in my case, that was in my case that was money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk a little horses. We didn't get a chance to talk horses, Mary Beth. Are you familiar with the saga? I know Chris doesn't want to Do hear it, but there's to? a new story that just came out today, so we should brush on it a little bit. I'm trying to keep up, but here's my thing with chefs. I'm like, can you guys like literally calm down? It's not that like big of a deal that you guys like, let's just like shift the culture in the kitchen because people don't need to be emotionally traumatized after working in a kitchen. I don't understand it. Mm, That's a good like, how come this is the one the one job? Yeah, that seems to like be so emotionally damaging. There's zero at stake. Oh, oh, these fries weren't as good as I wanted them to be. Okay. Like whatever, it's low. It's it's low stress. I get that it's it's art. It's art for some people, and I love that. Like I love chefs and what they do. Like I love their output. That's why I don't cook because I'm like, well, yeah. There's professional chefs. Oh, you and Chris have a lot in common here. Why would I bastardize the practice? But I will say that I just like I can't condone this so, sort of glamorization of like abuse in the kitchen. I mean, I don't think anyone should be abused ever i know that's like insane but <laughs> i just don't think cooking food is worth all this like it's not craziness. it's absolutely not also it's like you're not you're not making music or something important you're you're literally right. making you're you're doing something that is you're like, making a steak free like chill we have to have it we have to have it or we'll die i would i would argue food is more important than music i mean it's more important to our our living yeah. but it's not more important <laughs> like i'm like I could eat at Subway every day and be totally fine. But if I never heard the Smiths, I would be straight. Wait, listen, listen, listen. Sorry. You said Subway. You said Subway. I have to bring something up. Two words. Jersey Mike's. Mm, what What about it? Oh, you're not a nasty little Jersey Mike's chick. Are I you? am because they have gluten-free subs. Do you go Jersey Mike's at the Delta Terminal, Mary Beth? I was about to say, do you only eat at LAX or all your meals at LAX? No. Uh, first of all, they have a lot in LA. They're all over the country. And I just love their vibe. I love the energy in there. I can tell you where there's a calm kitchen. No one's screaming and bleeding. That's a Jersey no Mike's. Screaming okay. okay. I wanted you said I didn't I didn't even know Jersey Mike's had a vibe, let alone a good one. Could you uh, d- uh, elaborate more on their on the vibe that they set in their front of house and back of house, of course. The best way to learn a language Immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little 
as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at Babbel.com slash how long, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. I think it's just like positive vibes only in there. <laughs> okay. okay. I've never seen anyone at Jersey Mike's that like in a bad mood. As soon as I step foot in that place, I'm having fun. Okay. I've, I've honestly, I've never been there. I've never even thought to give it a shot. So what, you know, based on not knowing me at all, what do you think I'm getting? Turkey provolone, avocado, tuna. What's the, what's the move for me? I can only speak to what I've had, which is the club. And I get it Mike's way, which has like oil and vinegar on it. I get extra bacon sometimes. They have chips you can buy. I mean, it's really a full service like <laughs> they have chips you can fast buy. Fast casual okay. dining. It's a it's a it's a full service full service sandwichery featuring chips as well. Uh, there's not drinks too though. It's, you're gonna freak out. <laughs> they have drinks. Do they have Do they have maybe cookies and you can like make it a meal? They have meals. You can do it like. I believe you can do it meal style and the, the, the menu's like numbered. It's like I'll have a number five. Oh yeah. But I I am sort of a creature of habit. So now that I found one sandwich there that I really like, I just get that every time and it's consistent. It's like I like consistency too. So they have got that really nailed down. Okay. When did you when did you decide to start lying to everyone in your life and say that you're allergic to gluten? <laughs> do you wanna really hear about this? Yeah. Do you really want me to tell you my story of being gluten free? Is that something you think people will want to hear? I want to hear your celiac journey. I'm one. One, do not put me in a box. I'm not celiac, and I never said I was. Okay. This okay, is sorry. me at a restaurant. This is me at a restaurant. Do you have gluten-free bread? They say, is it an allergy? I say, nope, it's a preference. Oof. Okay. And then, okay. and then drops the mic like a boss. And then I walk right the fuck out of the restaurant. No, so <laughs> I'm like, if, if the fries are cooked in the same grease as like chicken nuggets, I'm not going to like go into anaphylactic shock. Uh -huh. But I just feel better when I don't eat gluten and I feel better when I don't eat dairy. And maybe it's psychosomatic. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I feel better, and that's enough for me. Eight, eight years, eight years going. Eight years, GF. Okay, well, this is a safe space for gluten-free cookery. Chris's girlfriend is uh, is is a gluten-free stand. She's a lot. She's a liar like you, as far <laughs> as her gluten intake goes. You can hurl insults at me all day. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. Sticks and stones. Yeah, you're you have a thick skin, a tough skin, like a gluten free crust. How did you have you heard of a restaurant called Bread Block in LA? No. They close it's a gluten free bakery where a loaf of bread was hidden for twenty eight and they did go out of business, unfortunately. I didn't get a chance to go, but I heard it was really it good. It was it was I've went so I went several times. It's fucking delicious and it did go out of business because they made it look like an ace hotel. Oh. And I think that was kind of what I think that was the turn off a little just, bit, not the you product. You can't sell a loaf of bread for twenty eight dollars, man. That's just I mean I don't care what not it is. in not in Silver Lake. Not in Silver Lake. In Santa Monica yeah, maybe. maybe. Not in Silver Lake. Yeah. I'd pay that. <laughs> I'm all about stimulating the economy, that's why though. What do you what do you waste your money on, Mary Beth? Clothes. Okay. Essence, real, real. What's what's the move? I really shop all over. I definitely, I, I'm an essence girl. I shop at the real, real. I'll do a far fetch order every now and then. Mm -hmm. I'm really into meow right now. I have a few things in my cart that I'm sort of waiting to, to buy. And are you buying direct? For, are you buying direct from meow? I do buy direct sometimes. I like to shop local. Who is meow? It's the corsets. I'm wearing one right now. It's a hot, it's a hot chick brand, and um, they have billboards and stuff. It's kind of like your, your words, not mine. Oh, oh, oh! It's spelled like meow. 
It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's not in the it's not in the cat sense of the word. No, it's not the traditional meow that you might have grown up with. Okay, but I thought it was pronounced meowie for some reason. I have no idea why. I always say have fun with language. Okay, girl. Because it can be whatever you want it to be. But I'm also in the process right now. This is the point in the year where I have to buy a bathing suit. And as a woman, that can be a very traumatic process. So I'm sort of like, I'm I'm figuring that out. Because every year around like May, you think, okay, a $300 bikini is going to solve all my problems. I just need to find the right one. Mm. And then you order like five online and you, you know you're going to return most of them. But then... They're, they're just not making bathing suits like they used to. It's less and less fabric. It's more and more expensive. Someone explain it to me. I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's called capitalism, and it's what this country is built on. But, you know, I was talking to a friend <laughs> yesterday, actually, or two days, two days ago, and he had just gone on a holiday, and he was with a chick who, I, you know, it, it, I think it's, like, not serious, but, like, serious enough to go on a I vacation. love that you call him chi- chicks. He's with a chick. <laughs> He's with a female. Female's worse. I think. Paint the picture. I, I think female. Paint the picture. I think female is actually more disrespectful. To, of to, course, to I but think. I like how you said chick. You put a little stink on it. He was with a chick. Well, because knowing this guy, I'm sure she was hot, and he said that it was like a three or four day trip, and she brought like twelve bathing suits, and he was kind of like, "Yeah, I can't deal with this. Like, it's too much. It was too many outfits. The bathing suits kind of. It was too much. Yeah, that sounds really tough, man. Damn, what a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, God forbid a girl put some effort in. I mean, my goodness. New bikini every day. Damn, bro. I think what he. I think the point is that 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 would lead a, a simple-minded fella to think that that maybe you're high maintenance if you bring that many bathing suits on a trip. Mm. Do you not see how we could make that assumption? Do you? Know, is that crazy? No, I get that, but like maybe she has a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath that triangle bathing suit from Solid and Striped is a heart of gold. So maybe your friend should think about that. <laughs> well, why don't you buy one of those? Like, why don't you just go on Amazon and get one of the really like the? Don't they make like? I, I thought those were. If you want to, if you want to try a lot of different kinds, get the twelve dollar one, get the three hundred dollar, get the five hundred dollar one, and like make some comparison shopping. Okay, strategist. Okay, I'm not buying clothes on Amazon because you don't know where they've been. You don't know where they've been. <laughs> you don't know I would say been. this. I would say the same about Meow, but that's that's you know that's different. That, you know. <laughs> Look, I buy a bathing suit on Amazon. That thing touches chlorine. It's immediately disintegrating. And then I'm <laughs> naked at my parents' house. And I can't have that. You know, I have nieces and a nephew. So I need to be responsible. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Maybe you should be buying a saltwater pool instead of a bikini. But I'll, pi- I'll pitch it. Yeah, no I'll chlorine. pitch it to my parents. Yeah, let's invest in you. It's self-care. Yeah, <laughs> pitch <laughs> Pitch it this Memorial Day weekend, please. Oh shit! Actually, I can't pitch. I can't pitch because I uh, I'm in the WGA. <laughs> Shut up! I am. I'm literally not allowed to pitch. I'll go to jail. We believe it. Actually, we were we were podcasting um, last episode with Jesus. Mm. We were talking about that. Like, like the rules are very gray as like what you're allowed to do and not do. Are you feeling the pressure of like this touchy subject? Or are you a little more laissez-faire about the the rules and restrictions? I support the union. I voted yes for the strike, and I hope we reach a resolution soon. Oh my god! Okay, all right, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you're worse than a Condé Nast employee on this podcast. <laughs> I I don't. I think that the I had a I had a deep discussion about this with 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 some people the other night that are are involved, and it sounds like it's um, 
it's just there's it's not clear but then it's also very clear you can't do anything if that makes sense it's like you can't do anything what's anything i don't know exactly it's kind of what if it feels like yeah. i don't understand that yeah we because i was i was asking him he, Jesus was saying like i can do like come on how long gone and do this podcast where we're just like bullshitting and talking and stuff but if it was like a scripted written you know like fictional whatever s- story podcast then obviously i couldn't do that but are you even allowed to like talk about the inner workings of the the strike and the WGA and everything like that? Or is even just reporting on the thing that you're doing too much? You know what I mean? I don't know. You'd have to ask the overlords. I'm not in touch with them. But Damn, you really are going to stay silent. Damn, you're, wor- just, you're, you're worse than Bradley Cooper. Come on. Put your nuts on the table. I'm worse than Bradley Cooper. <laughs> put those stinky nuts on the table. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I'll take it. If it's if there's two ends of the spectrum, there's Bradley Cooper and then the rest of us. Sure. <laughs> no. Well, I believe the thing, the, the major difference is I believe that your yeah. hair is real. Well, I do believe that your hair is real. <laughs> I'll never tell. I don't think that, but I, is this impacting your day to day or are you still just twiddling your thumbs looking at the essence sale like usual? Uh, I can do both. They're not mutually exclusive, but I would say, yes, there's been some projects that have been impacted and it's definitely tough and I wish it wasn't happening, but we need to like get what we want. We need our demands to be met or at least like reach a compromise. Mm -hmm. So I just love, I like compromise. I think it's fair. I love justice and I'm hoping for all of that for all of us. We are too. I love justice too, except that I just, I just don't love a lot of the output lately. So I think maybe people need a break and they need to reset. You know what I mean? We need some new ideas and I think that that's going to happen. Well, after I was, I watched the first, um, the first, uh, of three parts of the Vanderpump rules reunion last night. Just so you know, those are unscripted. There's no writers. (laughs) Those aren't. I know. And that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, this is, I was, you know, I'm, I I was, I don't know. They were so mean. They were like screaming at homeboy so much that it was like kind of corny and just bad. And like, I don't know. I don't know if I can sustain that for three more episodes of this. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to watch housewives many, many moons ago and then it just became so much fighting and I, I don't like fighting. Hmm. I hate it to be frank. So I had to give up on the Bravo, Bravo cinematic universe a long time ago because you don't like fighting. Good for you. Yeah. I don't like yelling and I don't like fighting, but do you watch like succession, all that garbage or do you like, are you somewhere in between? Yeah, I no, I watch succession, but I just feel like it's less like yelling. I don't know. There's like, that's more like fighting over a sustained period. And it's like <laughs> psychological warfare and business espionage. It's like, that's <laughs> fine. That's got layers. I don't like when it's like, there's fighting over something someone said that they have on camera. And it's like, well, they either did say that or they didn't. So mm. roll the tapes. Like the producer should get involved and just simply roll the tapes. And then I think we would just be in a more peaceful society. I also think that housewives have like really encouraged people to get like more into fighting in everyday life <laughs> and feel everyone thinks they're in a reality show. So it's just like, we're not. And I think we should just be nice to each other. You might be right about that, Damn. but I also think that's social media. I like everything media. you said. I think that's a little bit social media, too. It's because everybody is on a reality show of their own doing, and I think they have to yeah. fight for likes. You wouldn't know anything about that, though. You don't fight for likes. No, I hid my likes so I can live a peaceful life. I'm all about living a peaceful life, so hiding likes was one of the best things I ever did for my mental health. 
I'm not kidding. Really? Do you see them? But you still can you still see them, and we can't, or how does it work? I, yeah, I can still see them, but I don't care. Now I post, and I just put my phone down. It is. It doesn't matter to me. Um, what kind of drugs do you do? What yeah. kind of drugs do you do, Mary Beth? I high on life, sis. No, I'm not on any drugs at the moment. Sometimes I'll do okay. I'll do Molly now and then. I do a little coke here and there. I've done ketamine a few times. Okay. Um, I took weed gummies a lot in the pandemic, but then it was giving me really weird dreams, so I had to sort of wean myself off. Mm. I'm very like I I have control problems, or I'm a control freak, you could no. say. So I'm like very regimented. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We really do have a lot. We really so do you, have a lot in common. It's kind of freaking me out. Yeah, you guys do. Do you have um? Do you look at food as something that you like? Could you eat the same thing every day, or do you have to kind of and mix it up yeah I'm, I'm talking the rob deirdrick diet i will be in a huge phase with something for months and then like i had a big acai phase okay. for a while okay. right now i'm on i'm in an overnight oats phase i'll be in a jersey mike's phase <laughs> if there's one near me you know i go through phases i'll get tie a bunch okay but i have a weird relationship with food too so it's like if i find something that i can eat without feeling guilty and it doesn't make me uh feel sick like it doesn't give me a stomach ache then I'm always gonna like go back to those things. I don't think that's that much strange of a relationship with food. Yeah, I, compared to a Chris. Well, that's not the extent of the relationship. That's sort of the outcome of like where I'm at with it. You know. Are you public about the the extent of it, or not so much? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's sort of like common just having eating disorders in the past, and then figuring out how to like have a healthy relationship with food is really hard. Yeah. So it's just like. You know, you're constantly checking in with yourself. And I feel like I go through phases. It's like with anything. I just go through phases where I'll, you know, really stress myself out about how much I'm eating or what I'm eating. Yeah. I don't drink that much as a result of it because I feel guilty when I drink. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's just there's like a lot to it. But it's just I think it's a symptom of, you know, being a woman and not to say that men and, and non-binary people don't struggle with food as well. But yeah. No, 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 it's true. It's true. Because I, I think Chris and I deal with a lot of the similar things that you were just talking Chris about. Chris is laughing at me. Sorry, I'm a diplomat. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I mean, obviously, the pressures on on women and and diet are insane and not. It's not even close with men. But I definitely. I try to control. I'm I'm with you though. I go through phases where I'm just like, this is what I'm into. I'm going to be into this, and it might last six months. It might last a year. Um, but I do think it goes back to control for sure. Yeah. Right now at my house, my girlfriend is going through a soup phase. Soup, a lot of variety there. Do a lot with soup. But soup is to me, soup is not a meal. We've <laughs> talked about this before. Soup is an appetizer. It's not a meal. It's water. Yeah. I mean, what, I like what to. What say you, Baron? I like to chew my food, so I'm not really a soup girl. I used to love clam chowder when I could eat dairy because that has some like you know meat to it. Oh yeah. But I don't really if I'm at a restaurant, I will almost never choose the soup. Damn. RIP chowder. What a great treat, huh? I'm proud to say I've never had chowder before. There's nothing more disgusting. Okay. Nothing more <laughs> disgusting than a thick white soup with chunks Open in it. Open your mind. Open your mind. Damn, Think and also it. especially with the with the bread cuz the the sourdough bread bowl with the clam chowder. A, fr a French onion soup. I mean, I miss these things every day. Dash, if you ever like kill a bunch of people and you you're on death row your meal should be the chowder and a bread bowl just fuck it because it won't matter if my stomach hurts after yeah you're gonna die wait but what's the latest with the horses thing was there new news today um there's there's a there's a new story uh that was that came out um kind of just detailing a lot of the other stuff that was going on the but there was a few other things like the the the, the chef they they caught him hiding in a dumpster near the restaurant <laughs> which 
I think him him working at Vespertine earlier was is the biggest red flag, but him hiding in a in a dumpster like behind the restaurant or near the restaurant and an employee saw him hiding in the dumpster and took a photo of him apparently. That that seems just beyond bizarre, I guess, or it, it, it transcends bestiality. That's like a self own. It is a bit of a self own. Right? I mean, I don't think that I think this story is already boring, unfortunately, but the dumpster layer it, it is intriguing. The dumpster part's kind of giving Nathan for you like some like antics, and you know what I mean. Totally. Which, which adds like a hijinks. Yeah, but like hijinks for a person in this situation, uh, an alleged murderer of animals. It's not, appro- it's not appropriate. Hijinks are not always. It is a time and a place for these hijinks. Are, these jinx are not high right now. No, I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope everyone is safe, and um, I hope that person gets the help that they need. Mm. <laughs> Our I diplomatic don't. queen. Have you thought about running for office? I'm not here to give you that scoop, so don't even try. You'd be like a more like if, if Kamala was fun. That's what you are. I just you know I've come a long way. I used to be a Republican, so I just like to wish people the best. Wait a second. We, we kind of did that math when you said you're from Connecticut, but we yeah. can hear more. This is this is the coolest thing about you. Why'd you stop being on the right side of history? You um, just were in LA too much. Yeah, I kept coming out here in the liberal agenda. They brainwashed me. Uh, no, I think I. I became a liberal because I just like became more self-aware and aware of people who grew up with like different opportunities than I did. So you're, you're saying that you, you, okay. So COVID made you a liberal is what you're saying. You were so in line. No, actually (laughs) no. Doing improv made me a liberal. I mean, I guess that's the best outcome from doing improv. It was worth every penny. I just was in class with people from such different backgrounds than me. And I felt like, Wait, there's so much more to this than taxes. So I had to. Oh, so you were fiscal. You were fiscal. You're following your dad's footsteps. I'm sure he's a fiscal Republican. That's a classic. My family is not Republican anymore, but my I was socially Republican as well. I I didn't. I was in the pro life club at BC for a time. I didn't. Wait, this is the coolest. This is the coolest thing. This is the coolest thing I've ever heard. You were in the pro life club at Boston College. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean, actually. Being in college and taking philosophy class was what made me like stray from being Catholic. And then from there, it was sort of like, oh, I'm opening my mind. I'm like seeing the world in a different way. And then that led me into becoming a liberal over time as well. Beautiful. I um, Chris is totally speechless right now. Well, no, I just think most people in your position are like, so, they're so terrified to ever say, you know what I mean? It's like, but if you're from, I mean, I'm from the South. So like, that's very yeah. common. Like, I know a lot of people like that. So it's not that shocking to me. But when you live in New York or LA, you know, everyone thinks that. It's like insane that it ever existed, you know? That that was me. I didn't know Boston College had a stronghold like that. I thought that was all I didn't I don't know. I thought I, I never thought about it like that. Well, BC is a Jesuit school and I only went there for two years, then I dropped out, but you have to take philosophy and theology. So then I when I was in that oh. that's like a re- requirement for all students. Um so I took one that was those things combined. And I was like, Whoa, this is like so different than the Bible. Mm. Uh, and that was what I had learned forever because I was Catholic. So I am thankful that it helped me grow. And your 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 family got out too, right? Everyone everyone's reformed. Yeah, we radicalized my parents, which is fabulous because <laughs> now we're all liberal and we can have really productive conversations. And our group chat is thriving with, as an echo chamber. It's a thriving echo chamber, which is what you want. 
And it's been really, it's been great, honestly. I like that story. That's a good story. I mean, I think it's weird to have a group chat with your family. Personally, I think that's a little too far, but the rest of it, I really understand. <laughs> you I think really... that's perverse? It's extremely perverse to you? Chris, you're probably one of the only people who doesn't have a family group chat. <laughs> Why would I have a family group chat? Like, I, there's nothing, like, I, I love my parents. I love the my sister. The family group chat is amazing because then you never have to talk to your family on the phone. I don't, you think I talk just, to them on the you, phone? You don't bro? have to make a call them, about everything. I don't talk to them on the fucking phone. My mom texts me on Sundays. We have a little tit for tat, little back and forth, and we're off to the races. We're all good. I see them. You so you're every Sunday your mom texts That's you for nice. a little little coffee talk. Yeah, yeah. Wait, talk. Jason, Jason, hold on. You you and Nicholas Braun have the same voice. Have you been told that before? Oh hell no. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. David Cross is the first person to tell me that. Also, also, don't call him Nicholas Braun. You fucking industry plant. Call him cousin Greg. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> We don't respect him enough to call him by his government Nick, name. Nick is crazy. <laughs> Nick is so crazy. I don't. I don't know him. It's not information that I was happy to hear because I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't. Cons- I mean, he's a, a fun guy and he says funny stuff and it's you know, he's not bad. Yeah. But I, yeah. I didn't know that I was so kind of froggy and squirrely. He's mainly a legendary stick man, but I don't know. I've never really seen his acting. Like I don't watch Succession. What else has he been in? A little movie called How to Be Single. Ever heard of it? I've heard of it, but Dakota I, Johnson starring vehicle. Oh, oh, I have seen that actually. I forgot he was in that. I you know I'm a big Dakota guy. So that's good. I, I love Me her. Too. I love Chris, her. Work. You saw that movie? Yeah, on a plane before I I don't watch movies anymore, Mary Beth. I'm never watching a movie again. They're too okay. long and they're they always disappoint me. Um okay. so I have sworn them off. Gregor's here. There he is, Nicholas Braun. Welcome to the pod, Nick. Where are you? Are you are you guest bartending tonight, Nick? Or are you you kinda you gotta work? I'll be a raise. Uh, just supposed to <laughs> I gotta clean out one of the kegs. Uh, uh. Mary Beth, have you been to Ray's? Of course I've been to Ray's. <laughs> I'm a red blooded American woman. What are you crazy? <laughs> I I don't think I've ever been to Ray's, which is like. Can I tell you? Maybe I have. Can once? I tell you? I've been to Ray's for drinks. I've done stand up comedy at Ray's, and I also went to Ray's to be in the background of a King Princess music video. Damn, that's the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. I won the bingo card. They gave me a thousand dollars. Why were you in a King Princess <laughs> video? Are you just a fan? She and I are friendly. Like we're yeah, we've met a few times and she put on her story. She wanted some people for a video. My boyfriend was in town. We were a little drunk. And then I responded. I'm not really in it though. Like I, I didn't really make the cut, but my boyfriend's in it for, for a few seconds. Isn't that how it always goes? The one who tags along with their friend is the one who gets discovered. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy now. I, th- that's how I got into my music video extra work. Yeah. Being the tag along friend. And they're like, <laughs> Who is she? He's not. Ki- he's not. He's not kidding. He's been in several big music videos when he was younger. Well, can I hear the the names of the songs? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Clarity by Zed. I'll I'll piss myself. He's still <laughs> he's still not a member of the WGA. Thank God. Uh, but he did get some feet. Were you? A, you were featured. I worked with La Chapelle a lot. Really, <laughs> Dave. David. Of Dave, course. Dave. Dave well, duh. Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was in like a random Kelly Clarkson video. Um, I was in Britney Spears every time. I was in. You were the Justin Timberlake lookalike in that one. <laughs> I was in Avril yeah. Lavigne. I'm with you. There's a couple. I was, the very first one was a Buck Cherry video, which I just remembered Whoa. recently. And I was, was it Crazy Bitch? 
No, it's called Check Your Head. I think it came out after Crazy Bitch. But all, Check uh, Your okay. Head. It was, it was their follow-up. It was the follow-up to Crazy Bitch. All their songs are about crazy bitches. Like, it doesn't matter. But I, I was like a baby. I was in, like, high school almost. In I love that Buck Cherry put out a song with the same name as a Beastie Boys song. And it's just, no. I mean, that seems crazy to me. But I guess whatever works. Well, yeah, the Buck, Buck Cherry one's probably about, like heroin overdose or something and not like being like funky i feel like he's i think he's buff and sober now we need more songs about being funky wouldn't you say <laughs> yeah i mean the late 90s early 2000s what a funky little time not a care in the world you know fat boy slim oh god those were the days damn okay y2k aesthetic yeah I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about. It. Did you know that those Apple computers used to have all those different colors? The iMacs, remember? <laughs> so the thing I wanted most in the world, obviously. Did you ever get one? Well, your parents, your parents wouldn't get you one because they were Republicans at the time. We're gonna get you that. a Gateway or a Dell, a nice American <laughs> exactly. computer, an HP. Not this gay ass <laughs> lime green. We'll get you a Hewlett Packard, sweetie, but none of that colored stuff. They were very supportive, but I didn't get a laptop, so I was in college, and it was a Mac. My first laptop. A girl never forgets her first laptop. Oh. And I still have it. I still have it. It still turns on, too. Is it because you like don't know how to get the pictures off of it? Or is it like... Just... No, I just I just never got rid of it. It has all my college essays, which I read some of recently. And I cannot believe how smart I used to be. <laughs> I was like doing it. Like I was like like making like critiques. I was analyzing text. And this is pre-Adderall. I've never done Adderall, have you know? I think that's very healthy that you're able to go back and look at it this is. old stuff you wrote and then you're like, damn, I was good. Cause like, I'll think about something I wrote six months ago and be like, God, what was I thinking? I've learned so much in these six months. Like what a fool I was. Um, but I am assuming as a member of the WGA, maybe one day they'll want to, put that laptop in in one of their museums yeah. or something the like Smithsonian. that. The Smithsonian. We didn't Jason, we weren't able to talk about this before and now that Mary Beth's here and I think she's a known Swifty. Um there there's a lot of stuff going on uh mm. because Taylor's dating our friend Maddie and he's in a little, you know, he's he's said some stuff that people aren't happy with, but her fans are now like online writing some of the most insane stuff I've ever seen about like basically being so destroyed that she's dating this guy and they can't support her but they love her and they need her to apologize to them and all the it's it's one of the most twisted things i've ever witnessed actually to, to me it feels like just like here's a bunch of people who are like uh i'm gonna go to the show and i feel weird so i'm gonna write 70 tweets about it it's a lot of threads it's a, it's a lot of threads one of 70 threads you know <laughs> Are you a Swifty? I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I think that women should not be judged by who they're dating necessarily. And so I feel like it's unfortunate that, you know, people are still doing that in this day and age. Obviously, if they feel a connection and he's making her happy and, you know, they're respectful of each other, I, I think it's like, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So. That's a great way to say, that's a great that's a great way to say Taylor Swift's digmatized by the guy from the 1975. And that's a I very mean, eloquent. I, I've been I've been digmatized before. I understand and sending her the best. Like I hope she's okay. And I think I've tried to digmatize before. The fans <laughs> the fans should just try to to not, you know, let it taint the work. And that's not even a question of art from the artist cuz 
he's still the artist it's just like it's a very strange because it's like i didn't i didn't think taylor swift was boring when she was dating a boring guy you, you know what i mean like you don't right you don't take on the personality yeah are there any, like are there any other examples of this like when Bobby Brown was dating Whitney Houston and like people still loved Whitney Houston. Nobody you know cared. I mean? They still. Yeah. But I think, I think there's just so much more like visibility now and fans feel like they have so much more of a voice. So it's just, yeah, yeah it's hard. And I, I get being disappointed in people, of course, but I think fandoms are a little scary in the way that they just place so much on these people to be what they see as perfect. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe he's like making her really happy. Maybe he's giving her like really good head. And I think that's awesome. You know, Maddie eats that pussy like the Navy. But I don't think he eats the pussy like the Navy. Totally. <laughs> I don't think that Taylor's reading these things. Do you? She doesn't care. I think Taylor's one of the most twisted people that, that society has ever seen. Like, I think she's like, a, I think she's a genius monster like operator. And I love that. Like, I think that's very yeah. cool and I respect it. And I think sometimes the songs even slap, you know, she looks good. Like, there's no downside to Taylor really but i don't think i i don't know i don't know if you can be that famous and that unaware i just i think i don't know i would hope so because she's too rich to read the comments but i think right. it's also the the noise gets so loud at a certain point like if you have a computer you can't avoid it you know what i mean well these fans i'm sorry your favorite musical artist dates a guy who you think is bad you're getting a really good fucking album out of that so maybe they should stop being so short-sighted and think about the bigger picture. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. No, that's I that that is that's a good way to look at it. And maybe you should kind of do a tweet about that and tag some of these fan sites and see how that maybe goes. Maybe I'll do a tweet. My first tweet in years. I'm going to say, guys, leave Taylor alone. <laughs> I I do. I, Toxic dick is some good dick. I want to go see the show now. I'm like I'm. I wonder if there's like I I just wonder if like there's going to be like an actual public outcry or if all these nerds get there and they're just like never mind there she is ah! you know? of course they're gonna do that and they should they paid good money for those tickets i want some chanting i want some fuck taylor chants at east rutherford new jersey you know that's that's what that's what i want not you'd have to go and start that chant i think and then you'd probably get bludgeoned to death by 14 year olds it's terrifying <laughs> but fandom really has hit the it's it's too much and i think she might do you think she has the most extreme one or is there somebody that's more extreme maybe like bts i mean the the beehive is yeah that's yeah. true is not something i'd want to cross i ariana fandom Damn it, she don't even, i don't want to cross ariana's even put, she didn't even put out music she just has a ponytail she's, she's doing do wicked <laughs> musical mary beth what what level like in comparison to another superstar a famous person what level of fame do you sort of hope to hit and not exceed it's something i think about sometimes if i ever were to become famous i think i said a while ago i'd like to be like louis ck famous where like you can sort of do whatever you want people don't like freak out you know you can still like go to the whole foods and people don't bug you but you still like make millions of dollars and do whatever you want like what what do you think um i mean i don't know if you've heard of this person but like justin bieber i would say <laughs> like life ruining sort of <laughs> Uh, have to be okay, carried okay. around in in a trunk so people don't <laughs> attack me. That would be good. See you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with Travel you. Travel a series want... of decoy cars. One of them explodes. Bulletproof vests at all times. Carried like a baby. What's in a the trunk. point? Absolutely. If it's not Harry Styles level, what's the point? I mean, this this is all a waste of I time. I know. I mean, it's it's a high bar, but I think 
I think we can get there. Yeah, we can get there. Okay. I, I think you can get there. I, I think that I don't think we're gonna get there, but that's really nice. I have faith. I have faith yeah. in you. Out of You're... the three of us, you have the best chance for sure. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see. I'll keep I'll keep you guys posted. And if I do get that famous, I'll come back on the pod. Oh, thanks. That that, so that's so cool. Just throw you a bone. You're such a down to <laughs> You're such you a down to earth chick. It's crazy. But also now. Now that we're in like a three-way competition, this is going to fuel my career and kind of vice versa. So, well, and if you ever want to start public beef that we know behind the scenes isn't real, I'm also totally open to that as well. Mm -hmm. I would love to start some podcast beef and like we do some graffiti mm -hmm. on like the Dear Media Studios, you know, at late night at the in the Pacific Design Center. Yeah. Oh, perhaps <laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> we break into the Pacific Design Center. And Don't do give us the coordinates. I said this last time, but because I want it on the record for when she hears this. But I told you guys, I knew I had to do the pod because my friend, one of my dearest best friends from high school, told me that this is her favorite podcast. Okay, so is she hot, successful, brilliant? Like what qualities does she have is she brilliant? That's all I want to know. Hot, successful, brilliant. What does she do for a living? If you don't mind me asking. She she is a coder. Okay, okay, that's a that's a curveball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, girls can code. <laughs> girls can code. Wait, okay. chicks can Relax code now. Carly Kloss, well, take it down. Only since only since Carly Kloss said that they could, but yeah, Carly crawled so she could code. Yeah, Carly's done a Carly's done a lot for the girls. She has. Well, do you want to give her a shout out? Surely she's listening. Emily, love you. You're the best. Um, thanks for subletting my apartment while I'm while I'm gone and. <laughs> I hope Frankie is loving Williamsburg. Frankie's her dog. Okay. So what? what's her at? I actually, she doesn't really use social media. Wow. Okay. We're just trying to help her because if she, if you only said hi to the dog, then it, it's, it's giving single. So we have a lot of successful, good looking young men who listen to the pod. Look, maybe if anybody listening know? is hot and successful, funny, great sense of humor, dresses well, loves dogs. Let me know. But they have to go to Williamsburg because that's kind of a deal breaker. Oh, whatever. <laughs> if you if you're not willing to go to Williamsburg, need not apply. But okay. send me your info and I'll I'll vet you. And if you look good enough for my friend, then I'll set it up. Okay, that's very nice of you. You're a good friend. I can tell that about Thank you. Thank you. I just yeah. I, I love love. I love friendship. Yeah, I mean it's weird that you're charging her to stay in your apartment, but I guess you're <laughs> I guess you like her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a capitalist at the end of the day. There we go. I need to buy a, I need to buy a bathing suit. So, oh, no. I need some more money. Any bathing suit any bathing suit brands. Well, we have some we have some matches fashion credit lying around. Mm -hmm. We have some Neiman Marcus mm -hmm. credit. We'll yeah. slide it your way, don't worry. That would be really nice. Thanks. Get a couple heiresses. What are you a size <laughs> negative 4? Thank you for saying that. Um Yeah. Bathing suit brands use vanity sizing. So, I'm actually a medium. <laughs> And a lot of bathing suit brands. Is that that that's and not so think about what is, that. What has that done to your psyche? <laughs> yeah, that can't be great. If anything, I'm just like, how does this how does this like scale? You know? No, I, I, I see that all the time, I guess in the reverse when you see like an essence thing and it's like, this guy's six four and he's wearing a size medium. And I'm like, wait, how does also this they've tailored the item for that person, so not as helpful yeah i haven't worn a medium since kindergarten what's what's going on here <laughs> they might have they might have pinned it or clipped it they didn't tailor you it. don't know these brands are evil Bra why are you giving brands the benefit of the doubt i like brands more than people they've done more for me if you think about it i that makes me sad and i know you hate your family so i hope you find peace <laughs>
<laughs> Mary Beth, thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Shout out to my beautiful mother, Linda, listening to this podcast right now. Um, Mary Beth's yeah. just like a total. Mary Beth's just like a total bitch, mom. I don't know what she's talking. She about. heard the episode. Okay, <laughs> don't try to cover your tracks on the record. No. <laughs> no, Mary Beth, thank you for joining us. This has been a long time coming. Uh, you're so funny. We're both fans. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we finally did it with good Wi-Fi. And I had such a blast. So when I reached that Harry Styles level, you guys have been my first email. God bless you. Okay, we'll keep looking for your billboards. Thanks to thanks to Dear Media for kind of bankrolling this operation. We love you guys over there. <laughs> thanks, Dear Media. We love you. Oh